0: The Waddle & Sylvie Podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com.
1: Live from the old National Bank State Street Studio, across from the historic Chicago
2: Theater, you are listening to Waddle & Sylvie on the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. This is WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago,
1: a good karma brand's radio station.
2: The stacks a pair of receivers left, Johnson on his pit, here comes pressure. Bajin looking to throw, runs left to the 10, to the 5, end zone, a stand-up touchdown for the rookie out of Shepard, and the Bears around the board with the first touchdown of the day, a yard run by Tyson Bajan.
1: He's been one of the big stories out of Bears camp, because a lot of the other guys haven't been big stories because they haven't practiced, so. But the other big story out of campus is a lot of guys have been standing around. Yeah. Joni uh, Joniak and Thayer right here on your home for the Bears. The next time you will hear them do play-by-play of a game will be against the Packers two weeks from yesterday. We are 13 days away. 13 days away Damn from wait. Bears and Pack. That's the primetime game, too. At, at least the 325 window game, I should say, like the nationally televised Fox game. What's the early line on that game right now? Last I looked on DraftKings, I think it was two and a half. There's been some movement towards the Packers way recently. I don't know where it's at right now. Tyler, maybe if you can pull that up. I'll take Bears by three. Because the Bears were like a three, three and a half point favorite when the early line was out. We'll see where that moves here. But um, but there's been recent, you know, the, Jordan Love's been quite a story here. In in again, it, and it is only preseason, but there are things that happen in the preseason and in training camp that do matter. Does it like what does it matter? What does it mean? There are things that do matter. Yes, and that's no what we talked a lot about yes. here early in the show. I'm willing to say right now
0: with the uh, I, I reserve the right to change my my prediction as. The next 13 days roll on because you never know what's going to be determined. Yeah. I would say home field advantage, a lot of pressure on their young quarterback coming into town. I'll go Bears 23.
3: Packers, 20. Wow. This is, uh, this is a new line. I haven't seen this one. Bears right now are a one-and-a-half point favorite yes. at minus 105, so it's trending more towards a pick'em than anything. That's
1: what I'm saying. It's been trending towards the Packers. The line has gone down. I think that that's partially because people are comfortable with what they've seen from Jordan
0: Love, Yep, and they're probably uncomfortable with the issues that are facing the Bears' offensive
1: line. Right. Right, absolutely, and I, I like. I feel super uncomfortable about making any sort of a prediction until I see more from about Bears health. Like standpoint. who's going to be available? I have no clue who's going to be available. Yeah, with the, that Bears line, I need to see some of the moves they're going to make. Are they going to make any transactions? Who's going to be a bear center? I, listen, does anyone want to practice? I feel. Does anyone want to practice? Does anybody pra- out there want to practice? Nate Davis, would anybody? you like? Would, would you like to put the pads on, Nate Davis? Um, Thirty million. I feel really strongly
0: that that they will be active, like they have been already over the last year plus, with regard to roster additions. I don't think that you know. Not everybody's is as active as as Ryan Poles has been in, in different situations. I don't think that they'll stop trying to add a number of different pieces to their roster. I really don't, especially with some of the the, the injury issues they've had. Now, I don't know how many, don't you know how many new faces you can add. I'm
1: thinking mostly as backups for sure. But remember, now you got to be at fifty three. So when you bring a guy in, it's not like you could get a peek at them no. without costing you a roster spot because you, you it's not like at training camp you've got the, the, the fluid roster situation.
0: Yeah, I think, that, listen, he even said uh, when he was talking to
1: Joniak, he even talked about trades. Yes, and, and then listen to this. He talked about how it's, it's harder to make some of these moves, though, now.
2: In the corner, corner room,
4: defensive end, um... Pretty deep there. So um, obviously we're going to evaluate everything down to this fourth quarter and, and figure out what's what's best for our team moving forward. I don't think that
1: was what I was looking for here. I think he was talking about how it's just they're a deeper team right now and it is tougher to make decision. It, it is there There's less wiggle room. Than it was a year ago, yeah. where they could basically throw a dart at a player and he's probably better for their roster than what they already had yeah, inside Hall's
0: Hall, right? Because their rebuild is underway. Like this, they, it's already started, it's so like they've the, already improved the the roster itself. The building part is yes. going up now. Correct. The, the teardown, right? Right. I, look, I think you made a good point earlier in the show. I, I don't. I wouldn't rule out them trying to find help at center, whether it comes in a trade or it comes via a claim. So I, I, I don't – I'd be very surprised if they don't claim a couple of people or at least make a trade before they,
1: the ball's in the air against Green Bay. Like, if Lucas Patrick can't practice, would they waive him injured? Don't know. It's a good question. Like, if he can't play or practice, what's he How worth many games did he even play last year? Not right? a lot. I mean, yeah. Remember, wasn't it originally a hand and then it went to the toe? And then he basically didn't play at all? When he did play, what he was compromised to begin with, and he—he's only had a handful of padded practices right, or so any practices a, so far this year. That's what I'm saying. Like he practiced. Courtney has noted this. He practiced Monday, and then since then, he really hasn't practiced.
3: Seven games for him last year.
1: Seven. And they weren't good games, and and yeah, I don't know how much
0: of seven games like those weren't all. I don't think he finished. finished. Yeah, I yeah. had five
3: starts
1: too. Right. Really? Yeah. I don't even remember him getting five starts, but. So three one two three three two three seven seven six. There's that. There's uh, the Cubs and the Brewers. Yeah, we let's talked get to this on on the north side. I'm very excited to go home and uh, to Just stop really. Right there.
0: You're very excited to go home.
1: That's you true. You're always excited yeah. to go home. Um, But very excited to turn on a, a Cubs game here as we are getting closer to September and to watch a game against your division rival that truly, truly means something for first place. They're four games back. This is the biggest series I think I can remember for, you know, a long time. I saw some people on Cubs Twitter say it's the biggest series since the series against the Cardinals at the end of 2019. That was the year they failed. Mm-hmm. I don't believe they made the postseason that year. Um, to, I, and I believe that was the series that Rizzo had the sprained ankle and was the late ad to come back. But they also, like, I think they lost them uh, every game in that series or it was a, a huge failure of a series.
0: Yeah, there's still a lot of baseball left. So, I mean, like, even if they didn't have a good series against the Brewers, it doesn't mean, like, I mean, they still got time. But this is, I mean, for, from a fan's perspective, based on how well they've played, the Brewers have won eight in a row.
1: The Brewers are sitting atop this division right now. I mean, this is fun. This is summer sure. baseball fun. It's either, you're either, after tonight, you're either three back or five back. Yeah. So remember, they're all worth two here. Like, so it, it, it it's a big, it's a big switch here. So you can't lose two out of three. You know, you've got to. If you want to win the division, I would think you have to win two out of three. I already bet them this morning.
0: I, bet, I didn't even wait. I, get, I think I was sitting at my desk at eleven o'clock and I bet on the Cubs.
3: Well, the other thing too is they've lost ground on the Brewers while the Brewers have gone out and played some powerhouse teams like the Rangers and swept the Rangers. Yeah, swept right? the Rangers. Uh, beat uh, Minnesota twice. Beat uh, swept the Padres this weekend as well. And you have lost ground while you've been playing teams like the Pirates, the Royals, and the Tigers.
1: And they haven't been be- the Cubs haven't been no, bad. They haven't. They, they've won two out of three. In each of those series right. they haven't And then been three bad. out of four Against the Pirates
3: You've just still Found a way to lost ground Because the other team Has been so good During yeah. this stretch And
1: it started Remember the Brewers Started the stretch By getting swept By the Dodgers That was before The eight game win streak Yeah They're
5: bound for a loss
0: they're due, so? they're
1: due to lose Wade Miley on the mound For them
0: tonight He's been good this year Crafty lefty, he,
5: yeah, he has been. And then they've also like a, just a, an ERA just over three, right, Miller? Yeah, since he returned from you know he didn't start the year in the rotation because he was on the injured list, but he's definitely gotten back to that good form he was at a few years ago. And then they've got uh, Corbin Burns and Woodruff, so yeah. they've lined up their rotation specifically so they have these three against the Cubs. And the Cubs uh, then face all the teams in the wild card battle
1: after this. So the, this next ten days or so is it's is gonna be really, fun. it's going to be super fun. And then the White Sox. I didn't mention this, too, if you want to weigh in. And uh, this portion of Waddle and Sylvie brought to you by my great friends and partners over at Steinhoffel's. Check them out. I stop at the one at uh, Vernon Hills, and I'm going to be picking up my furniture shortly. The new couch, got a new um, a coffee table, going to get a new mattress as well. Yeah. You know what we liked? We liked um, the, te- the Tempur-Pedic Water mattress. Bed. No, tempur yeah. the cooling it, it, oh, really? it makes ten degrees cooler too. Can you heat it up too? No, we you don't, don't want to do it. that manually. Yeah, we heat it up ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, the new store opening up in Hartwood Heights on August thirty first. Have you ever seen the bed, like the bed frames? That at the end of
0: the bed frame, like it's got a television. You hit a button and it comes up out of the. Does it really? Yeah, they it's ever, got like a. You know, how you, do got you want like the a, TV in the bed frame? Uh, no, it's too
1: close for me. I need yeah. it on the wall. Yeah, but I have seen those before. Have you? Yeah. Uh, and then I didn't mention this too. Really quick, we mentioned talked about the uh, the the latest on the shooting at Guaranteed Rate Field, where the police is they basically eliminated uh, any sort of speculation that the bullets came from outside of Guaranteed Rate. That mm-hmm. the shooting happened inside. Um, that that started going around over the weekend. So yes, it, it happened inside Guaranteed Rate. And we're still waiting for more clarification on that. This also from Bob Nightingale's column. Uh, and he's very close with Jerry. gets it all straight from the source. The White Sox are currently looking at three sites if they move out of guaranteed rate field. The United Center area in the West Loop. Arlington Heights. Mm. Or Soldier Field. I don't think they go to. I think that this, the
0: as, as strange as the Soldier Field option may sound. I think Arlington Heights is the least likely. You're you're the Southsiders.
1: You're not the Arlington Heights Sox. Like they're, I know, that's but their we brand. But why do we accept it with the Bears? They're the Chicago Bears, and that's acceptable.
5: But the 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 Socks are only branded Southside. Well, I don't. Think, I just think that that's where the bulk of their fan base is, isn't Agreed. it? Yeah, it's, I think it's a matter of you know the Bears don't have another team to compete with. If you if the White Sox move to Arlington Heights and they're now north of the Cubs, right? They're, it's, they're the north side. It's going to be a tough sell because I think I think it the is the north north, northwest siders. Yeah, yeah. Like you're really going to be able to pull in a lot of White Sox fans in that area. I think you're going alien, to alienate more fans than you'll attract. Listen, it, I'll it, tell
0: you this right now, and I'm living in the moment. moment the the only good thing about them right now is that Southside uniform. That throwback. Like that right there. outside of that the, when you when I get the throwback or the city connectors. Whatever Connect it is, the city connectors. Yeah. After that, I struggle to find a positive thing to say. <laughs> so gotta, if I have a shirt that says how how many of the Northwest Siders jerseys
1: are you gonna sell? You're oh, not. Yes, you're you're out on that. Yeah. No, you're not gonna sell those. Uh, Robin Berwin, you're on ESPN one thousand. What's up, Rob?
2: Hey, what's up guys? Hey, uh, just giving you guys a call. It's really important because we got to ask this question of Mr. Uh, our coach, Fluce. Um, just based on what I've seen the, these couple of preseason games, our defensive line's in trouble. I know you guys w- went over the offensive line, and, uh, but our, I'm really worried about our defensive line. We don't have any real run stuffers. Uh, I know they brought in the buildings. But if you guys saw what the Tennessee Titans did to him, if you guys saw just this last weekend when they did to him, he was getting blasted off the ball. And then they put in uh, J- Jenkins. or no, no, I'm sorry, what was the rookie's name? Uh, Pickens. Jenkins? Yeah, yeah, they put in Pickens at the one technique. He's only like 299 pounds. He's only 300 pounds. The, the double teams, they were just washing him down. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really scared of what, how, what our run defense is going to look like. But the question for Matt Foose, Uh, or or, I'm sorry, Coach is and I know you guys get to talk to him a lot more, which is really important, is are we going to do any type of different defensive formations to improve our run defense? We did it in the past. Um, going back to Lovey Smith, I don't know if you guys remember, we ran what's called a 4-3 under, which our third linebacker was on the defensive line, Hunter and Hillenmeyer, played on the defensive line. They gave us a five-person defensive line. And then the other option was that during the Falcons games, you guys could you know, let them know, Sylvie, you've been reviewing film, and that during that game, that we ran a five-person defensive line. There was someone that was head up on the center, and there was two defensive tackles and two defensive ends. So I think that's the only real solution we have to, to shore up our defensive line, and, and that question has to be put forth. What do you think,
0: Waddle? I think that you're the one that's done the film study. I think you should be the one that asks Flus.
1: <laughs> when are we getting fluce on? I, ha- I don't have know. We had flu- have we ever had had uh, on? I don't think so. Yeah, was, maybe, but I don't think so. I don't think maybe.
0: I don't know. You know. I don't remember. What do you mean you don't know? I know we've had Ryan Poles on, but I don't know if we've had. Did we have flu on for a short period of time last year? I don't. We did not. I don't think so. No. Okay, well, then no. Your answer is no. We haven't had him on. I would like to talk to Matt Flus. Look, I, I don't think that they're going to make
1: any... I, Listen, Back that his- caller uh and, and bring that, we'll play that. Do you think if we play that question from Eddie Brufleuse, he won't come on again? Probably. Matt, we've got a question from a fan in Berwyn.
0: Do you really just play it? Do you think that fluce is, is 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 married to his system as as the guy is in winning time, uh the guy who plays Paul Westfall. Paul Westhead. Westhead. Paul yes. Westhead? Yes. Do you think, like, he's he, absolutely he, he, married his to his yeah, system. Oh, the system. Like, Irvin,
1: Irvin's a diva.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't think, I, I think Flus is probably
1: just as, as supportive of his system as that guy is his system in that show. Does he call it the system? In the meantime, Pedro mm-hmm. Graffoli is still coming up with the system. That's the best part. It, he's still working on Again, the system. It's, it's just the Southside
0: Jersey. It's all. That's all I got. After that, I don't have anything for you. Nothing. So if you move this team to Arlington Heights, like you've taken the only really good thing
1: I'm that I can find and ruined it. What the I food want... would travel, though. What's that? The food would travel, though. Good food. At good the food. Yeah, it's good food. It is good food. You think That's it would travel food. elsewhere or you don't think it's like the I guess it was good in Comiskey. I think you could bring that along. Um, I want them to fire Paul Westhead already. <laughs> I'm ready for Pat Riley. I'm ready for well, the transition. Well, of well, when Pat Riley you're getting be- that now because I know it, it's, it's, it's happening. But you
0: heard what Irvin had
1: to say at the end of last year. Yeah, I'm ready for it to happen.
0: Yeah,
1: like like let's Jason get- Siegel's done a nice job in that yeah, role. Yeah, he's, he's gone
0: from like meek, yes, hard to handle to, to ego, ego. Yeah, and I thought the dynamic between him and Billy McKinnon is that who it was? Who was the uh, his
1: coach? Uh, no, it's not Billy McKinnon. Who it's, was it? Um, Jack McKinney. Jack McKinney.
0: <laughs> there you go. Whatever. <laughs> I thought that like that when they had when they had lunch or whatever, I thought that was great. I didn't finish the F- oh, episode. No, right. but, um, well, well, I didn't like, give too much away. Two
5: thirds through, buddy. Come yeah. on, That's, I didn't spoil anything other than then they had lunch. I don't know how many championships the Lakers win. Can you like keep it under wraps here? <laughs> don't
1: be an ass, Jeff. Uh, let's go to Mike in Denver. Mike, you're on ESPN 1000.
4: Yeah, so I just wanted to know, um, in the preseason, do the coaches call plays on offense the same as they would in the regular season, meaning regular season, they call plays based nearly exclusively on the situation at hand, but in the preseason, do they call plays based on wanting to see something from certain players or plays?
5: Very basic, because of that,
4: yeah. Right, so because of that, maybe we shouldn't judge lackluster offensive or defensive performance for the number one unit because they're Um, calling things differently than they would in the regular season.
0: This is where I've differentiated between the regular season and the the preseason, and that's a good point. At the end of the day, um, you either beat a corner who's playing man coverage, uh, you beat the guy across from you on a pass rush, or you're accurate with the football. It really doesn't matter how or if you're game planning. You're looking at individual performance, and that's how you grade what guys are doing. This is why I'm saying to you I do have some hope that this offense will look significantly better when the regular season begins because I do believe that this group, new faces, new guys in the huddle, haven't spent a lot of time together, when you start focusing in on exactly what you're going to do, you're going to cut the play sheet way down, you're going to know what the tendencies of the opponent are, and you're going to start preparing for what you expect to see from the Green Bay Packers and what you think works best against them. So I think that there's a much better chance that things look. I'm, 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 optimistic that things will look okay against Green Bay when you get into game plan mode. I really, I mean, then that may he'll, he'll
1: scheme yes. guys open. Yes,
0: because I like the offensive coordinator. I like his. I, I like how he has identified what everybody in that huddle does well, and then he tries to accentuate what they do yes. well. So, then what we do is we put you in the, the best position for you to do what you do best. And then, if you know, then it's on you as a player. But we're not going to like right now, they're running plays that may not be best. They may be zone beaters, but you're playing against man, but you're still running the play. You're not making checks in preseason the way you will in the regular season. So, it'll look different. And I'm confident that they'll be ready to go. I just, I'm not sure that their offensive line is is going to be able to hold up as well as they need to. That's my biggest concern.
1: Mark in Tampa, you're on with Waddle and Selby. What's up, Mark?
4: Well, my thunder got stolen because I was going to talk about Luke Getze opening up the playbook. But uh, um, I seem to remember when he was in uh, Green Bay that that was always a complaint by meatball Green Bay fans when, you know, when <laughs> – Green Bay would come out and underperform, and then the the meatball fans would come out and say, "Oh, is this the best we got?" And then, you know, he, I mean, they just you you can't open up the playbook in preseason. And I don't think people should forget the fact that we played the Buffalo Bills first-string defense this weekend. And if anyone thinks that even the Bears starters are going to beat the Buffalo Bills. I think they should probably get a reality check. This team is not going to be a Buffalo Bills team. Um, so before we freak out about performance against the Buffalo Bills, let's remember it's also the Buffalo Bills. So, um, I mean, that's, that's pretty much it. I mean, do you guys think we could beat the Buffalo Bills?
0: Uh, I think in the NFL. I mean, listen, did you think the Colts could beat the Chiefs? Uh, no. Okay. Well, I the, Colts be, the Colts beat the Chiefs. So, I mean, can it, it happen? Yes. But would I bet my money on it? No. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just, just the nature of the beast. I just think
4: this team has another uh, another year before they can be considered, like, uh, winnable each. I mean, every game is winnable, right? But I think this team needs one more year. I agree before with that. Yeah, to, be,
1: to be a contender, yeah. but they yeah. should be competitive this year with yes. every team.
4: Yes. I, I agree. I agree. But I, I just... I mean, when you factor in preseason and playbook and everything else, I mean, I'm I'm just talking about, in general, um, yeah, we're going to open up the playbook for regular season. But in general, we're not contenders this year. I mean, I, I hate I hate to be a, a you know, a, a Debbie Downer here. But, um, you know, like... like, like I, listen, I like ten- this is
0: not... I'm not... Um- like the concept of opening up that, that's why I've said for weeks now, I think that, listen, you'll like what you're seeing from them more when they start game planning for teams than they, they do now. What I, And I'm not panicking, but I think you and I share the same concern. I don't care if you open the playbook up or not. If you're starting new faces at right tackle, right guard, center, and left guard... You're going to have an issue. Yes,
1: yes. And
0: if you've got a bunch of guys, 16 of them, that haven't been on the field for practice, and all of a sudden you expect them to flip the switch on opening game, and they're going to be able to play 70 snaps, that's what's got me unsettled.
5: Yeah,
1: yeah. And then again, I don't believe that they're a contender for any sort of championship. I'd like to see them contend for a wild card. Yes. One of the three, I want to see the, them
0: contend for the division. NFC North.
1: Yeah. Like, this division is not a power
0: division. I think they can be a contender for a playoff spot. Do I believe that they're a legit contender to be the NFC
1: champ? I don't believe that yet. Yeah, contend for one of the yeah. spots. It doesn't Absolutely. mean you're going to get it. Right. But like, contend for you it. You
0: should be on that list of in the hunt in the
1: last quarter of the season. Yeah. Like, no one thought Come the on, Cubs would contend it. for a playoff spot this right. year. They've surprised... And I don't think any of us believe they're winning the World Series this year. No. But be a but contender for fun. a postseason. Yeah. Uh, thank you to Rick Sutcliffe today. Meller and Tyler, great work. We've got White Sox at the Orioles coming up next. For Waddle, I'm Sylvie. It's ESPN 1000. Have yourself a fantastic Monday night.
2: It's the classic! I am really excited that was a that was a big thrill. Hi, it's Andre Dawson, including myself, Ed Belfour.
3: Who's getting wild tonight?
2: That's what I'm talking about, baby. No high from you. What? No high from you. i can give giving more buys and highs. Waddle, 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 then waddled away. Waddle, waddle, till the very next day.
1: And thank you to all, and to all a good night.
3: I just want to say thank you all, and as always. Everybody else I love y'all